Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity treatment. It's M O L M M. What? Feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, it's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto tune that. Put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. Please. All right. <laughs> Six hours later. Y'all done got daily pain. <laughs> Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that always tracks down our shade. Always. We never use that rotten egg thing and that weird person on the far right of the screen and use our 50 quid or whatever to track it down. Today we're talking all about the 2017 epic indie game Hollow Knight. And of course I'm joined by the lady who picked this wondrously challenging and not at all regrettable game, The Hornet to My Zote. Corgan Vaughn. Well, hello. How's it going? I'm not regretting it, by the way. Oh. Did you say quid? Is that what they you said quid. call them in the- No, they don't. They're called Geo. Okay. Geo. Geo. You know what? I kept calling them- I don't know. They're them- from Australia, and that isn't quid like a British thing, so it's like- They use dollars it's in, like the same in Australia. Thing. Uh- oh, because they're like quid <laughs> prisoners. So what do they, they call their- switched. Do they quid call prisoners. Their something That's else? Quid prisoners. Is there anything weird they do? Canadians call them, call them toonies and loonies. I mean- yeah, like, I mean, oh, that's good. To be right? fair, I'm sure Australians do have weird names for them. But but see, when I was in Australia, one of my good friends there, oh, he always oh here we go again. When I was in Australia, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Australia, pinky up. Mm-hmm, um, one of my mm-hmm. good friends, he constantly <laughs> with me. So he'll tell me terms for things, but I'm never sure if they're real. Oh, that's good. So a bit of a friend with benefits. <laughs> I'm like, if he told me what a what they call money there, I don't know that I would believe him. So fair. They call it shrimp on the Barbie. Obviously, yeah. I've seen the commercials. Um, and of course, no malt show. Did you have anything else? Oh, I was just going to point out. I keep calling them glims because of Spirit Fair. Yes. So I had no idea what they were called. Oh, I support that glims. the whole game. Oh, I was I referring to them as glims. It's a good decision. Thank you. I, I call them gems. So it, well, apparently, I call them quid. So who knows? And of course, no month show would be complete without my big brother and co-host, the relic seeker Lem, to my corner for the map maker, Mister Jason Holmes. How's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm not doing well at all. Uh, but I'm excited to be here. No, there it is. Uh, I got yeah, yes. I got an eye thing. My kid was in the hospital last night. Uh, I've had multiple panic attacks since our last record, and I'd never had them in my life before. One of them was actually during our last <gasps> record. Oh no! What a horrible surprise. Yeah. Oh yeah. It might yep. show up in our Christmas episode. We could celebrate that moment. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What I had thought was maybe uh, an edible gone sideways was actually just growing anxiety. Not sure the yeah. edible didn't contribute, but I, totally. I was able to uh, to have that same uh, situation a couple days later, totally sober. So I think that one is more the the anxieties. And, yes, uh, that. And they are. I'm sorry to hear that because panic attacks are literally the worst. It, sucks. it feels like you're going to die. Okay, weird thing to say about it though. Finding out it's a panic attack was incredibly relieving for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, because oh, because I, you thought you were going to die? Like you don't I didn't know. Yeah. Like I don't know if I was yeah. even cogent enough to think I was going to die. Right. If you told me it was a smorgelborg, I would have been like, "Oh, thank God, a smoke smorgelborg." Right. <laughs> it's got a name. Is there a pill for smorgelborgs? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> do do we have medicine yeah. for it? Is there a thing I can No. All right, cool. Well, it's a smorgelborg though, so I mean, it has a name. Right. There's a name. I'm yeah. glad. It was, right. it was, I was very relieved when Megan was like, so I think this is a panic attack. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Can, can deal with that. Okay. Yeah. So the, the room is not actually moving. <laughs> right. I can probably, even though I, I can only see through pinholes now, I'm probably not going blind. 
Right. Fair enough. Oh, man. All right, let's think this through. Yeah, it, it was it's just like the body it. just like attacking every system all at once. Uh-huh. Just like, are you anxious? Are you anxious? Boom, let's just shut everything down in the most catastrophic and dramatic way possible. And speaking of the body, the very next week, my family went back to North Carolina for a week for spring break. And I stayed here because our spring breaks didn't align. Uh-huh. And my body was like, hey, Jason, your family's in North Carolina. They're never coming back. I was like, no, 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 that was the fall. That's not now, buddy. Shut up, buddy. That's yeah. not now. Oh it's like, no, no, but nope, they're sorry. never coming back. Oh, man. Uh, so that was a tough week. Yeah. <sighs> Listen to, I, I guess we're just getting into Jason's therapy. Some, we could cut all yeah. this or include it. It's okay. But uh, I started a, a new book t- today, an audio book uh, called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, I've heard good things about that. It's really good. I was, yeah. I was... Skeptical. Yeah. It seems very it seems self-helpy and yeah, but, all yeah. that stuff. It seemed like the worst of both. Like like Barstool right. Sports does self-help. <laughs> oh yeah. no. It is very much not. Good. Like it leans forward with the broiness in like the opening pages mm-hmm. to bring people in. And as I read it, I what I told Ben about it is I think it's just kind of sneaking in the backdoor Buddhism. Okay. Right. And doing it making it very, very practical. It's it's about, you know, lack of uh, attachment, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. And also how you can only really care. If you learn to not give a fuck. Interesting. And you only have so many fucks to give. You really do. So if you if you give them everywhere, then you, you won't be able to save them for the things that are important. I love the sound of that it's right there. You've sold me. Highly recommend. So when you told me about it, it reminded me, I was like, oh, I think I saw a TED talk about that or something. <laughs> I looked it up. In 2017, Sarah Knight gave a TED talk, kind of outlines her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck and Getting Your Shit Together. It's a much longer title. Which sounds, I know like not giving a fuck obviously is not like an original phrase, <laughs> but either one of them made yeah. up. I do want to point out, I'm pretty sure this book came out, yeah, this book came out in 2016. So beat her by a year on that. <laughs> give me a second, give me a second. That's when the TED Talk was. <laughs> I like that we've uncovered a rivalry. I know, right? Who's wrong in this? And whoever was second is wrong. No, neither of them can care. Neither of them are allowed to care about this. This is the best yeah, part. Yeah, because they only have so many facts. They both have to say like, I don't give a fuck. December 2015. Oh, oh. Scooped. Under the wire. When did he post this to his <laughs> yeah. blog? Because it came from his blog. It's a real Ant's Bugs Life situation we've got going on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <sighs> Rough. Anyway, we played Hollow Knight. Speaking of bugs, damn it, I missed it. Oh, All right. Man. So close. Yeah, that's okay. What, by the way, damn it, I missed it. That is the story of this game, but go on. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Did you see the thing I, I retweeted that was of, like, deaths of children? The hell? <laughs> what a cool account. <laughs> Send it my way. If you had seen it. You uh-huh. would know what okay. I meant. It was uh-huh. number of children you kill in games, and it was like oh, a no. tally of them, and it was like Hollow Knight was like bajillions yeah. on the top of it. And then I was like, yeah. what? Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Why do we kill kids? What do you mean? Because you're always like chopping up, hacking those little baby whatever they are. What are all the, I don't know, like, you know, they all have babies, names. Well, well, usually yeah, they're babies. like, go- are Goombas babies are like. No, but they like literally make baby sounds and stuff. Like they're like actual babies. Are Goombas babies. Oh, the mushrooms? The, the mushrooms are definitely babies. You don't have to kill the baby mushrooms. though. They don't but attack you, you. But you can. But you can. <laughs> that's true. Wow. That's a really good point. So should we get into this? Yeah, Let's I guess it. that's probably it's already Let's off to it. a weird ass start. So Jason and I chat chatted. This is a surprise to Corey. This whole show is full of surprises today. We're changing our podcast forever. So for this, and also because I neglected my responsibilities of just doing all of the development, I was like, Jay, do you want to do some of the making of, and I'll do some of the making of, and we can split it up. And he's like, actually, let's do this better idea, which is Ben, you take the lore 
which is super complex and deep, and I won't even get into the insane. Do you, you want to take that we'll again? Get there. And Jason, you talk less about like this person created it here, and this person created it then, and they did like a game jam, and then they decided to start a Kickstarter. They got money, they made it. Surprise! It didn't take six months. It took two and a half years, like every game does, and that's that's the story of this game, like it is in most indie games. Uh, and instead of doing that, you talk about the inspirations for this game because we talk about Metroidvania. And you were playing Elden Ring at the same time as this, which like every two hours you were, you were like, this is exactly like Hollow Knight because of A, B, C, D, and just like going on and on and all that. So I think that'd be more interesting than just reading the Wikipedia page, basically. Uh, ben, is it okay if I do the 30 second view of this? Because you've got good notes here that I can pull from, but also um, I ran across the same stuff, which is they did it for a game jam, which is so cool. Uh, in yeah. fact, they did it for two game jams. They kind of started out, it didn't go, and then they were like, oh, another game jam. And they did that one, and they also didn't finish it. But they had a really cool game. They're like, I, I like this. Can I also just, as you start this, for just a little bit of context, I think is even important for that, that this is a three-person development yes. team. Insane, yeah. I can't get over that, and I feel like just even beginning yeah. where you're beginning with this, yeah. let's start with three-person development team. I think that's part game. of what a, what a game jam is. You yeah. typically don't yeah. have... 12 people doing right. a game for a game jam, right? Of it's, course not. It's These are I, really small I, things. I think at first it was just William Pellin and Ari Gibson. And it was yep. just them doing game jams. And they're like, this that is way. fun. And eventually the Hollow Knight or the Knight character came out of one of them. And they're like, let's keep doing this. And the world got bigger yep. and bigger. And they're like, oh, we should probably quit our jobs and do this because this is fun. and Because <laughs> we're making an epic game. It just kind of got bigger and bigger. And then they added another person who I, yep. was that, and that's, I don't even know the name of the other person right now. Do you know? <laughs> Ari Gibson, William Pellin, and Jack Vine. The designers for the game are Ari Gibson and William Pellin. Okay. So I'm good with that. Ari Gibson's the artist. William Pellin did almost all, if if not all, of the development uh, or the programming for it. And so, but it was it was definitely led by them too. And if there was a third person, I apologize. <laughs> but yeah. Jack Vine was the person yeah. along the way at some point who's officially there. So there we go. Well, and, and one thing I want to say about this is... If your expectation is a game jam game that accidentally got good mm. and they did a Kickstarter for and then blew up and everybody's like, wow, this is really great. I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this game. Mm -hmm. If your expectation is, holy crap, this is the best game of all time. And I've heard so many great reviews. I think you're probably going to say like, there are some corners here that could have been rounded off a little bit better. Really? Mm. This was not necessarily made for everyone. This is a little bit, it's, it's very difficult. It's not it as welcoming as you might want it to be. Uh, they could have added some fast travel. Just going to throw that out there. Mm. There's other kinds of things. I do think that setting the bar appropriately here is important. Sure. Because if you set the bar at three people made this out of two game jams and a Kickstarter, then you are yeah. your mind is going to be blown and you're just going to be thrilled. Uh, the art is so good. It's so fun. It's so interesting and complex. And yet, if you just get to it through the store and you're like, this... at People said this is like Game of the Year. <laughs> like, I got to check this thing out. Oh, it was all nines and tens on like yeah. Yeah. Your reviews and everything. It won a bunch of awards. Like, I don't think, I think the way you're saying it is not selling it like highly enough. Well, that, maybe that's, that's true. Like, it, set your expectations low. I get that. Right. But it's still a very acclaimed game. It's not like it's unfinished. So set your expectations at indie, right? Not sure. at AAA. Fair. And, and I don't want to undersell what they've done because I think it's spectacular. But I did find myself getting distracted from it in ways that I was, I was kind of surprised. And this is also coming back to it five years after it came out, yeah. where I started it when it came out and I was really intrigued. Um, <laughs> and later coming back to it, I, it felt a little flatter for me. Still solid, amazing, incredible game. But 
just keeping expectations kind of there. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. It's interesting because I kind of had almost the opposite reaction to it where I when I played it the first time, my like it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just that I felt more frustrated by it the first time and it made me just like nope out. Yep. Um, I yeah. just got to a point and it wasn't even very far into it. I don't think I think like. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where I was in the game. And I didn't finish it this time. I, right. you know, I someday I'll get there. But I noped out fairly early in it, but it had I had played 16 hours of it wow. the last time. So it was a, a good amount of time investment into it. And I hadn't made the it the first very time far. you played? The first time I played. I played oh, wow. 16 okay. hours. Was... And wow, uh, that's significant. Yeah. <laughs> Especially wow. for me. I played a lot of it and I just didn't yeah, I didn't yeah. make it very far and um into it. And this time coming back to it, I don't know, I felt like I was more in the zone for it. And I said to you guys, you know, as anyone listening to this knows, I, I wasn't regularly playing a ton of games before joining this podcast two years ago or whatever. Um, and so I think part of that might just be that I am better at playing games now than I was at the time yep. when I originally played it. Um, but it really, it, it sucked me in a lot more, I thought, this time, and I got the hang of playing it a little more. It is still extremely hard. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, yep. And I think there are things that bother me in it, um, and we can, we'll get into that stuff, especially when it comes to mechanics. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think I had like the the opposite experience of when I came back to it, I ended up being like, oh, I like this a lot more than I remember liking it like nice. i was playing it before almost like in spite of myself you guys yeah. follow shay serrano right yeah yeah ben bought me his book for christmas oh yeah dude. oh beautiful i love that he he had this tweet where he had a video of it was like a, a, a thread he had a video of his son and they had gone to one of those kind of ninja warrior -y, like playground type things you know, things where your kids can climb on stuff. There's climbing yeah. walls and all that stuff. So kind of a, a more adult version of those kids' play places. And they had one of those, if you guys watch Ninja Warrior, like a warp wall, like a, um, you know, 30-foot wall or whatever that you're supposed to try to run up and grab the top of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And his son wanted to, to play to get to the top of it. And sure. he's like, there's no way you're going to get to the top of this thing. So they bet money on it, you know? So everyone else in the family goes off and they are doing their thing. They're climbing walls. They're doing whatever. And Shay is there and he's recording his wife as she's climbing up this wall. And he says his son spends hour, hour and a half just doing the same thing over and over again, running Jeez. up that thing, running up that thing, running up that thing, not giving up. And all of a sudden, he hears this like cheering and stuff like that coming from the other end and he turns the camera and his son has the has the top of this thing and he's trying to scramble, he's trying to scramble, he's oh. trying to scramble and he finally manages to pull himself up nice. over the top of this thing after just an hour of fruitless efforts at doing this, which is a thing I very much related to because that's how yeah. I do things. The like, no, oh, okay. no, I can... I can do this and I may I may need to tweak one thing and I just keep doing the same stupid thing over and over and over again. But I'm going to sit there and I'm going yeah. to try to do it. And I think the first time I played Hollow Knight, that's what I was doing. I was running up the warp wall playing it. <laughs> and this time I had some sense of figuring out what to do with it. I think that story just fills out the whole gameplay section of our podcast. I think we can move on because yeah. that's it. Like that's the experience. You Please. just nailed it. All right, what's the drink? What's the song? Here we go. There we go. Crushed it. Uh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, anyway. let's let's move on with development stuff. And uh, Ben, is it okay if I do my part first, inspiration, and then you get to lore, or would you prefer the other way? Is there a reason to do the other way? Uh, I think that's fine. I'm just looking at my notes to make sure there's nothing. I think one thing to note that when this was released, it was released right before Horizon Zero Dawn and mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got buried in those open world AAA games. Mm-hmm. And so the reason it got big, I hadn't heard of it. I think other than from UJ and like, I heard of it, but I'd never played it or seen it played or whatever until we played it. And it slowly built over time in popularity from streamers and just like word of mouth, basically, because it was just three people who started a company and put, made this game. But by the time it was released on Switch a year and a half later, it sold a quarter of a million copies in yeah. the first two weeks. So yeah. like it slowly built and then it's just <laughs> is a juggernaut. And now it's just a really influential game. It's huge. It's a really perfect Switch game, and it came out at a time when yeah. Switch did not have a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, particularly a lot of good games, right? There's a lot Which of garbage on the Switch during that first year or two. Real quick question. Yeah. What's a AAA game? Oh, um, think like uh, the top production companies. Oh, okay. So uh, Bethesda, EA, Nintendo, right? The ones with lots of money. Uh, okay. Versus indie. And there is there is lots of stuff in between. And people talking about, like, maybe there's a thing called single-A game studios. Uh, <laughs> right. There used to be more more distance between them, right? LucasArts okay. would have been, like, right. a great single-A studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not triple-A. It's not... Double fine. Right. Before they were bought by Microsoft. Totally, right. yeah. Exactly. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but it's not exactly indie. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, so right. The, those in-between spaces don't exist as much as they used to. Um, mm, I have heard but, tell of this, yeah. You know, yeah. but indies indies are, are much bigger. Sorry, go on with your yeah, your new take yeah. on the research here on the development. So I'm gonna take it with uh influences. And mm. my original thought is okay, clearly you got Metroidvania influences, which is Metroid and Castlevania. The the side scroller that's really tough. And not only that, but it's it's lots of exploration where you get to a place, a wall, let's say that you're like, clearly I can jump over this wall. But I can't yet. I need a double jump. And then later you get the double jump and you come back. That experience is Metroidvania. I'm going to ask a question. Just like Corey, I know the answer. I just want to like ask you. I didn't know the answer so to explain. that. But... No, she's playing the part really well. <laughs> but she's a hardcore gamer, so she knows what AAA is, obviously. So <laughs> you just explained what a Castlevania is. But in, no, Metroidvania yeah. is. I'm asking the question. I'm really pretending like I don't know. <laughs> Metroid and Castlevania, do they... Combine those words because it's taking part like parts of both of those games or because yes. those games are the same? Both. In that sense. Basically, around the Super Nintendo era, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid, Met- I-, I think, uh, were the games that came out around the same time. Like 12 of them. Uh, I don't know. At that point, both different franchises have come to be kind of the same thing. So they had their different parts earlier in the Nintendo era. And Castlevania, for instance, was fairly linear. Wait, like the same company? Until Symphony Symphony of the Night. No, no, no. Uh, Not the same company. But once we get to the Super Nintendo era slash PlayStation era, now they take on a lot of the similarities of each other. And so it becomes Metroidvania because Metroid and Castlevania are both doing the same thing at that point. Prior to that, they had done different things. They both had different pieces of the recipe. And then when we get to that, I think that's fourth gen, fifth gen, whatever that is, uh, era of video games, uh, they start doing the same thing. And then it becomes a genre unto itself, and lots of other games are doing Super it. NES is fourth gen? I believe so, or fifth. Wow. What's first gen? <laughs> Pong. So Pong, and that would that would be Atari, right? No, Atari's like second gen, or third gen. Oh, okay. Second gen, I think. and then That'd be Commodore third. 64? Was... Yeah, second. 
and then third okay. gets you to NES. Um, NES, wow, okay. All right. I think I, yeah. we, we could look it up and, and debate it. I feel embarrassed now because I'm going to have it wrong and it's going to be like eighth. But anyway. <laughs> oh, um, no. And Jason's just pretending not to know so that way exactly. listeners can go learn on their own. Well, uh, what I'm setting up to say is that I'm going to be even stupider in a second because <laughs> oh, yes. I was like, okay, we got our Metroidvanias over here. That's a clear influence, right? And the other mm. big influence is Souls-likes, uh, Dark Souls games, right? Really obvious influence. Until I Google it and find <laughs> out that this is the hottest debate in all gaming spaces around Hollow Knight oh. is how dare you call it a Souls-like? What? How dare you? No. You monster. <laughs> uh, so let's what? let's talk a little bit about the actual influences, uh, what a Souls-like even is, what a Metroidvania is, why any of this might matter, and then why we might or might not want to count it as these. Fair point. So yeah. first off, one of the biggest influences on this game is actually not Metroid or Castlevania, it's Zelda 2. For those who don't recall, Zelda... Great game, top-down, exploration, RPG. Had a sequel for the Nintendo called Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, that was just a completely different game and felt like it had no connection yeah. to the original. <laughs> and I never liked and wanted nothing to do with. And it turns out a lot of people really liked it. And it was very influential in the history of games. For me, it, it was too tough. It was difficult. Yeah, I think for whatever reason, I think that's the only one that we had in my house. So, and I never was really into it. One. And now I wonder if, like it was, I would have liked Zelda. I've always been like, oh, I don't get the big deal about Zelda, but we only had Zelda too, so maybe that's yeah. why. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd say don't judge it till you you played the original. The original right. was was good. It looks like Mario, by the way. Advent it's a side scroll adventure of Link, just a side scrolly platformer. It looks like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yep, but included a lot of different systems. It was a very complex game, evidently, as I've gone back to it and found out, like, oh, it's tough because I was eight. That's why it was really tough. <laughs> Games were also just harder then, on the most part. Like they, they were. Yeah, I feel so, like I just never expected to beat anything when I was a yeah. kid. <laughs> just so, kind of like, yeah. So I play the same five levels of this over and over again, and then I exactly. die, and then I go outside. Yeah, remember, remember Master Blaster? Yeah. Or yeah, our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was gonna say nobody's ever beaten Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nobody's gotten past the dam. Yeah. Remember the second level where you got to go underwater? Nope. And <laughs> clip the bombs. No one's ever gotten past that. He just hasn't. It doesn't. Nobody has ever beaten that. Hasn't happened. Uh, show me all the YouTube videos you want. They're conspiracy. Do you not believe it? <laughs> I'm gonna need to be there, like that guy in King of Kong that like keeps on challenging yeah, exactly. the other dudes' records. Exactly. I, don't, like, I don't count. No. It. Yeah. Speaking of ben, let's talk about Tetris later. I don't know if you ever read that article, but it was good. Oh yeah, we talked about it because I think I sent it to you. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And you're like, I sent you that. Oh, is that what the joke is right now? Yeah. No, you sent me a quote from the article that I sent to you. <laughs> That's why I'm asking if you ever read the article. I played so much in the car yesterday. I hadn't touched it in like six months, so it feels good to be back. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, All right. So let's keep in mind that difficulty of Zelda 2. I've talked about Metroidvanias as well and the complexity of them, though difficulty is a big part of those games as well, right? Another key feature is uh, exploration and non-linearity. The idea that you can get to the end, but you're not going to go level one, level two, level three, level four. It's You're going to have to explore a bunch and, go, and you're going to have to backtrack and you're going to get new... Um, new tools, and sometimes just new insights that help you figure out something you were at before. The other big influence, perhaps, we're just going to bracket this for a second and say, like, <laughs> maybe this was influential, is a group of games called uh, Souls-likes. So this starts with Demon Souls. These are from From Software. It goes into Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, and Bloodborne, and Sekiro, and now Elden Ring, a game that just came out last month. I was going to say, now I've actually heard that, that phrase, that term before, because... Yeah of Elden Ring and everyone being like, have you ever played one of these before? Oh, there you go. So, so here's some key things with uh, Souls-likes. One would be that there are these safe spaces called 
bonfires where when you get to there, that's when you level up. That's when you uh, change things, set things up. And you go out and explore the world. And if you die, you lose all of the currency you had. Mm. But you don't lose it permanently. It sits there in the world waiting for you to come and get it back. So you go and you get it back. Usually you died in a pretty like hairy situation, so that's tough for you to do. <laughs> and then you get it back, and then you can keep playing. But if you miss, it's gone forever. Yeah. Right? You can feel that maybe Hollow Knight took some of that. Again, yeah. possibly. I'm just throwing out theories. Seems pretty straightforward. Other key feature of uh, Souls-like games uh, would be exploration, non-linearity, accomplished with shortcuts, mm. and really, really, really hard, where you have to memorize lots of animations and movesets and figure mm -hmm. out, okay, when this character moves their arm this way, that means they're going to attack, but it's in three seconds, not two. When they right. move their elbow just a little bit up, it's at the two-second attack, so I have to keep that in mm -hmm. mind and do that. Right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now, you're all nodding your head as though that's also part of Hollow Knight, but yeah. I, I think perhaps the greatest critique I've seen of this is, no, Dark Souls games are in 3D. Hollow Knight is 2D. Therefore, no. Mm. They have nothing in common with each other. Hmm. Why would they say this? Thank you. That's 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 a stupid what? thing to say. That's a dumb thing to say, and I hate it. I guess it's kind of like, I mean, when we were talking about like roguelikes and roguelites and things like that, that's like, I guess there's a distinction if you want to like be really like, okay, technically, this is what makes this kind of game like this. But to like act like there's absolutely no influence there or that you, it shouldn't be grouped as a thing at all. Right. It definitely seems like it. I mean, unless there is some other category of game that does these things to that it more closely resembles, I guess. What? You know, if it's like, well, this is like, obviously this group of games does it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need you both to get your Eric Andre quotes ready for the incoming bravery. <laughs> oh, boy. Right? So you just get ready. It's about to get controversial. But I'm just going to say that what if Dark Souls games actually are Metroidvanias and people didn't notice because they're 3D. And they don't pull in a lot of the things that other did. And what Hollow Knight does, interestingly enough, is show you the ways that Souls-like games were already Metroidvanias by pulling some of the best from oh. each. And now, how do you respond to that? Why would you say Why something? Why would you say something so <laughs> controversial? Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? So I, the way you were wrapping it up, though, kind of made me want to go more with like, what if the real Metroids were the Castlevanias we met along the way? We made along the way. <laughs> Which I, I think there's some truth to that. I also want to say, come on, they took the souls thing where you lose your souls and you have to get them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's like, like a in there. big dynamic. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels very direct to me. A big mechanic of the game. Uh, yes, yeah. thank, thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we are we here at Momfurf. Nailed it. That I was just singing Missy Elliott right there. Love real quick. it. Um... <laughs> Yeah. We I too will Malf. get my freak on as you continue. <laughs> we at Mom are firmly in camp Souls like. Yes. Yeah. But that yeah. Souls like does not roll off the tongue either. Right. That's a real rural no, juror. It's, it's rough. It's rural yeah. rural <laughs> uh, And the sequel, <laughs> Urban Fervor. Urban Fervor. In the words of William Pellin, quote, we've stolen a lot of ideas, end quote. Yeah. Now, now, one other thing to say. So it's is not like they're trying to say they invented it or anything. There is an interview with them yeah. that has been cited frequently where one of them says, I had actually never finished. Yeah, I, I was aware of the Souls game, but I never I never played one until after I, we developed Hollow Knight, after it was done. Oh, there you go. Now, if you listen to the actual interview, though, what he says was, no, I started it. I played it a bunch. I just hadn't finished it. And then after I finished the game, 
I went back and, and I was like, yo, yeah, I see a lot of similarities. And I, I loved it. I, I played all of these. And the other person being interviewed, and I can't tell them apart. I, I apologize. I can't remember which one's which. William's Australian. All right. I had played every Souls-like game. I had played the original Demon Souls, where it was only <laughs> available through a Hong Kong English translation oh that wow. was not good and was difficult to understand. I'm a devotee of these games, and they absolutely made their way into this game. Uh, it was amazing to watch thread after thread after thread of people refusing to watch the video and being like, but look at this quote that's quoting from the same video. Oh, man, the, that ain't where, the internet, man. Where the writer says yeah. they'd never played it before. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Um, anyway, sorry for the controversy. Uh, the, there's a, a whole history of games that's being shown off in Hollow Knight. And oh, yeah. that in and of itself is just really exciting. I love the mm -hmm. way that this game works as a palimpsest of the history of game design. It's a game that loves games. That's right. I feel good about that. And it's a game that loves games that hate their players. Yeah, <laughs> really does. Yes, absolutely. But people that love the games would say that it's it's a series of games or whatever, a group of games that really respects the player. That's a good point. Doesn't respect their time, but respects their ability, or at least, I mean, their diligence and stick to 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 beat really difficult bosses. Yeah. One more thing. Connection to Souls-likes. Um, I'm playing yeah. Elden Ring now. It's my first real Souls-like. I've, I've played some Dark Souls before, but I've never fallen in. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am in. I'm 100% in. It's great. There's a character in there who's like this giant zombie guy on a horse in Elden Ring. And he attacks you. And it's like, ah, scary. Big guy on a horse. It's like regular sized horse. Big giant zombie dude. Ah! <laughs> right? <It's laughs> the proportions. The proportions. It's weird. <laughs> if you read the right item descriptions you will find out that this person was once the most powerful knight in the country, learned to be a wizard as well as a sorcerer for the sole reason to use the gravity magic to make himself lighter so that even though he'd become the buffest dude ever, he could still ride his favorite horse whose name was Leonard. Huh. Now again, none of this is told to you in the game. I have seen Leonard references on the Tweety though. Right. If you read the right item descriptions, <laughs> you'll find this out. Leonard is not even discussed in the game. You have to do data mining. You have to find out that the actual object that he is writing has a name and its name is Leonard. That's the only way to find out the horse's name. I say all this to say that one other key feature that is in uh, Souls-likes, but it's also there in Castlevania and to an extent in Metroid as well, is nobody tells you the story. You figure out the story along the way by talking to characters, by environmental storytelling, by reading descriptions, uh, and just by talking to your friends. <laughs> One of the, the biggest joys I've had about Elden Ring is just talking to, to friends about it and be like, did right. you find this? Did you find this? Did you find this? That's great. And that happened with us with Hollow Knight because one other thing that Hollow Knight picks up on is it never tells you the lore. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have lore. There was once... A bug civilization who worshipped the void. The Moth tribe worshipped the great moth named the Radiance, who controlled them through a hive mind. Then the worm came along and freed everyone, sealed the Radiance into a dream world. Then the worm established Hallow Nest, and within it, Deep Nest. He also utilized the void, and along with his wife, a tree... They created a million sentient void babies that were hollow in order to trap the radiance inside. None of them was good enough until the Hollow Knight came along 
and the Worm King sealed the Radiance into the Hollow Knight and chained him inside the Black Egg within the sealed temple, protecting the Knight and acting as another prison for the Moth. Three bugs sacrificed themselves to protect the Black Egg were put into permanent sleep to create three seals on the temple. These bugs were called the Dreamers. One of these bugs was the Queen of Deepnest, who was compensated with a child, Hornet, the princess of Hallowness. The Worm King slept for ages, and the Radiance eventually broke out and took control of the Hollow Knight, escaped from the temple and infected all of Hollowmast again, the Hive Mind. Then the knight eventually showed up and met with the seeker who gave the knight the dream nail to wake up the dreamers and break the spell. There are myriad possibilities, player, to get to different endings, different paths, each screwed clockwise or perhaps Wittershins. And yet, should your arrow shoot straight and true, you will fight the Hollow Knight himself. Enter their dreams right before killing them, and fight the Radiance as well. The Radiance, of course, was devoured by the Void. Have you what it takes? Then take up your nail and come meet some fun friends along the way. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to kill the mushrooms. Oh, kill all the mushrooms. Weird. Kill all the little mushroom babies. God. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> them kids. Mushroom genocide. <laughs> them kids. <laughs> them mushroom kids. All right, should we just get into gameplay? Let's do it. Oh, that was really Let's fun. That, that was great. I loved it. Thank, Thank you. you for that. That was, Thank that you for was, that. That was a blast. <laughs> Write me more scripts. My goal was like, how do we make this more interesting and kind of make it a little faster than me just reading it? It definitely did not make it faster. No, it 100% did not. Let me make clear that I did not know any of this from playing no, the game. No. Not at all. Do you want to reflect on this at all? Yeah, we should probably do that. How much did you, Corey, how many, how many hours did you put into it? I'm going to say it was probably maybe 25-ish in that general vicinity. Okay. Feels about right for me. Yeah. yeah. I would say at least 20. And how much of this lore do you think you uncovered? <laughs> no, none of that. None at all. I feel like what you have written as the lore here is actually very different from what I... Well, I guess because this is more of like a fantasy lore and less of... What I gather playing this game is something about there being someone who came and kind of destroyed the mechanisms of how this society worked. We used to have this bright, flourishing society here and something happened and um, now it is all turned to shit. <laughs> um, and that there's some way in which you're trying to, I don't know, I don't know if you're trying to uh, meet whoever did it or restore the place to its glory, but I definitely did not get any of these relationships here. Yeah. So we referenced 30 Rock earlier. And reading this, by the way, I, I don't contest anything you say. I think it's accurate. Right. There was a moment where I was like, Hornet, I met her. Yeah, I remember Hornet. <laughs> like, that's about as close as I got to remembering any of this from yeah. the game. She killed me Many. a lot. A lot. Yeah. But I want to bring back Kenneth Parcells from 30 Rock and this, this monologue, which I will now read oh, to boy. you. We can play party games like murder 
First, everybody takes a slip of paper out of the hat. And then the person with the highest number gives the smallest gift to the tallest person. If they want to switch, they cannot. Unless they do, then everyone puts their head down except the murderer. Oh, no, wait, that's, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. basically. Yeah, pretty much. But interesting. Thank you for enlightening me on what is actually happening in this game. Could you tell, because Jason, did you finish the game? No. Okay, could you tell no. when you finished the game, Ben, that this was the story? No. <laughs> Gazes into the middle distance. No. No. I'm trying to think because I've watched so many videos about it right. now and walkthroughs and like lore stuff. I'm like, okay, I know it now. When did I know it? But yeah, if, no. In in beating the game, which again, there's like there's five different endings and I did quote unquote easiest one, I guess. And start spoilers here. I defeated the Hollow Knight. And that was it. I, at that point, you absorb the radiance and you get locked inside the black egg, inside the sealed temple. And it's just kind of like starts all over again. And eventually another knight will come along and do the same thing until you do one of the better endings where you actually get to fight the radiance and like restore hollowness to its glory or whatever you do. Uh, okay. I mean, I would say spoiler alert, but also I have no idea what we're talking about. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like all of that stuff does make sense. If you understood that, that means you already did all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not going to spoil anything. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's This true. isn't like dialogue that happens. Yeah. This is things that you see that which is kind of cool in that sense it's like that there's this much lore built into it that isn't just like you don't have to read or it's not like all in cutscenes mm -hmm. and you don't have to to enjoy the game. But that's all there if you do want to dive into it. That's my kind of deal because you guys know I don't give a shit about what's happening in any particular game. I just want to play it. Yeah. And like right now, you know, Keo is upstairs playing. He was playing Guardians of the Galaxy earlier and he's playing Spider-Man now. And I like sitting there. I'm just like, there's just like you have to like listen to so much talk. Oh, yeah. To like play this game. And all I want to do is just play the game. I don't want to talk. And this is one of the things I like about Hollow Knight is that, yeah, it really does not matter what anyone yeah. says to you. And you go back to them and they just say the same thing again. Can I interest you in Elden Ring? No. Where people <laughs> will give long speeches that make no sense and you'll just be like, in six months, I'm going to watch a video. Uh -huh. I'll explain all this. It'll be, be great. You know, I'm never going to watch a video, so... It'll be on happen. a wiki. It'll be somewhere. <laughs> but also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm guessing this relates to or explains or is the same reason why you don't like TV and drama and just like people talking to each other mm -hmm. and also why you like horror because things happen and <laughs> yes. it makes you feel things. And, it, you know, like th it's like it's like the Nintendo of movie genres in the sense that like it's all about the gameplay. And yes, <laughs> there's a story, but that's secondary to like the magical fun things that are happening on screen all the time. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, the story is important to the movie for me and things like that. And the reasons that I don't like drama is yeah. because I'm not interested in people's drama. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> like, I don't care about this in people's real lives. Why do I care about it in a TV show? Oh, so how do you define drama then? Because I think of drama and story as a lot of overlap. I think of drama as it is about people's interpersonal relationships so stuff that is about hardships people are going through, stuff that's about love, stuff that's about like people, generally regular people, not always regular people, sure, but just sure. sort of everyday people dealing with what it's like to be alive as a human. Okay. I have no interest in that. I'm with you. Man, can I highly recommend John Carpenter movies? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's, God, they're good. that's my jam. So that's why, that's, that's my okay. thing with that stuff. But I do think there is 
more to that point, I think, is say like why I like certain genres of horror and don't enjoy stuff like an A24 movie a good chunk of the time, you know, like why I, you know, think Lamb is stupid, (laughs) but will watch, you know, stuff that's a slasher or something like that, that it's like it does require, I think, an investment of my energy into understanding something that may or may not interest me and that moves at a slow pace. So I don't like to sit and, and this is, it's also ADHD, you know, I don't like to sit and like, I'm like, come on, I have a thing to do. I don't need to like sit here and have you explain things forever. Let's like get this going then. Let's get to the next step. I do not like Pride and Prejudice. I have no interest in it. It bores me. People have tried to show it to me, but I found a way into it. Which was Is it Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Kira Knightley. No. Oh. <laughs> I listened to a six part podcast reviewing Pride and Prejudice. This, this and I loved <laughs> hearing their connections to it. This like, is amazing. They were, like, they were like, oh yeah, and then Darcy does this. He's such a jerk, but also you kinda like him. And then da da da. And I was like, I don't know any of these characters. This is fun. Cause when I watch the movies, all I see is people saying stuff. Yeah, right. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why. Evidently, they've got interior lives that other people can read. So you two are sociopaths. I think so. Yes. I, I say yeah. this all the time, though, is that I hate Jane Austen books, but I love movies and books about people who like Jane Austen. Yes. So I love Austen Land. I, I love Jane Austen now. Book Club. I love like anything like that that's like about people who are into it. I'm on board. Just the books themselves are just people standing around saying shit about how they feel. Yeah. And that just is not that interesting. Which evidently isn't even how they feel. Evidently, that's the whole core of them. Right, yeah. I mean, come on. And I'm supposed to read what they're saying under that? Is you're supposed to understand the historical context and that no one is saying what they really feel. But you're supposed to know anyway, which if I knew anyway, why am I even watching the movie? Why am I watching the movie? <laughs> no, thank you. So angry. So, <laughs> so angry. yes, uh, I do think that there is something to be said for the connection between why I can't stand a long, lengthy cut scene and the ways that I engage with film and television. Yeah. Can, um, can I tell you the ways that no. Elden Ring... That's all no, we're going to talk about later, don't worry. But the no. ways that those cut scenes hit, <laughs> you're 20 hours in and you get to your second cut scene. And it's like, <laughs> everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. No one's in the house. It's just me. <laughs> And the character does something super gross, says one line that reads like it's from Ben's summary of the lore. You're like, I don't know what that means. And then they do something else gross. And you're like, that was the coolest thing ever. All right, back to the game. Yeah, I can get down with that. It's great. Uh, That's all I can handle. And when I talk about Witchwood, (laughs) it'll also discuss Which I won't talk about at length because we're going to play it, but I am going to mention I've been playing it. Short lore, life is good. Let's get to the game. To the game. Uh, guys, this game's hard. It's really it's hard. So hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. I don't even know where to begin with this. I, you know, am a hardcore gamer, but the right. games are difficult for me. Right. Uh, and I, there are a few things about this game that I think are just, well, one of the things that you know about me is precision is not my strong suit. You know, uh, this was especially hard before I got a new left controller for my Switch and there was just constant drift. But it's always an issue for me. I always have a little trouble with 
any sort of precise movements in a game. And this requires you mm. to be precise yes. quite yes. a bit, you know, to be able to be like jumping the right direction and then jumping the other direction real fast to time it like Jay, you were saying earlier with like, this character is going to do this movement and then, you know, you have two seconds or you have three seconds, depending on what this movement is. I need to be able to predict it. I need to be able to make the proper move. And in this game, I was constantly just like even the most basic things. Like there's one room that you're constantly in when you're going back and forth between um, what's the sort of main place you drop into? Forgotten Crossroads? The Yeah, the Forgotten Crossroads and um, Green Path. Green Path. Path. We did it. Um yeah, uh, teamwork. There's a lot of, um, you yeah, know, there's so many nouns everywhere. Yeah, so th but that one big room that just kind of has like all those little platforms and yeah, stuff oh that you God, can kill. Yeah. I was constantly just missing the platforms and falling all the way to the bottom. So like just any form of precision is hard for me. That made this game probably more difficult even than it was for most. Sure. And then there's other things that just sort of like bug me about it, like that you don't have to hit enter one, to Cor. enter rooms. It's but I'm very intentional uh, that I use that. Right. There's things that insect me about this game. <laughs> oh, what did I make a pun? Uh, <laughs> but like not having to hit enter, enter X, whatever. I, I'm so confused now that I I've been know. playing different systems. Yeah. No, something, um, nothing to hit a button. A button. You don't have to hit a button to get into doors. And so I'd be fighting someone and end up yes, inside yeah, of something and then have to start that yep. fight over. That's like not... stuff like that, that would drive me insane. You know, things like that that were difficult. At the same time, because I am Shay Serrano's kid, there is something about fighting Hornet and figuring out or fighting the yes. Mantis Lords and like finding your pattern, figuring it out and like doing the same stupid thing over and over and over again and keeping on dying and then being like, wait, huh. <laughs> and figuring out what to do. Tell us about getting it right. Tell, tell us a moment of that, because I'm with you. I've got the annoying things. I've got the other things. But tell me about getting it right, because I think even though it's rarer in the game, that is the game. Yeah. Right? That's what keeps so you coming bad. back. Oh, my God. Yeah, it really does. Especially because one of the things also that is a struggle for me in this game is that I spend a lot of time wandering lost with no idea what I'm supposed to do. So for one thing, it's like when you come across someone that you have to fight yeah. or whatever, and you figured out where the <laughs> fuck you are. That's a delight. And then with Hornet specifically, the the you know first interaction that you have with someone who is going to kill you repeatedly, yep. that first time that I actually managed to take her out, you know, and I was like, oh wait, I think this hit's gonna do this. This is like I think I've actually finally got her. It's like this, I don't this like euphoric enthusiastic like burst that comes out and mark and i were actually talking about this earlier because he showed me a video when his son was watching him play um uh what's the one that caused him to smash his controller returnal returnal um and it was one where he had beat some big boss guy in it and he just lets out this incredible like ah! <laughs> you know like it. this yell and giddy yes. laugh Yes. Uh, when it happens. And that's exactly how I feel playing this game. It's like that I've been sitting here for however long trying to play this over and over and over again. And then like you get that final hit and it's giddy to yes. me. Yeah. Oh, I got, so it's happened to you. I think you posted on Instagram. Maybe it was about Hollow Knight where your um, your Fitbit was like, hey, you're working out and you were doing something else. I can't remember if it was like groceries or something. Or was it playing Hollow Knight? <laughs> 
it was setting up my PS5. It was setting, that's what it was. It was like installing it, yeah. like getting behind your TV to like install a PS5, which yeah. I get. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it was uh, it happened twice uh, against two bosses where it was my heart like yeah. lying in my bed, completely prone. Yes. And my and my heartbeat got above 100 and it was just like, whoa, what are you doing? Are you going for a walk? You're not moving. Yeah. What's happening? Like, just, just, like, am I really yeah. that excited about this? Just frustrated yes. and then very excited. Yeah. God, those boss fights. I will say that with these, you know, I say I don't ever watch videos, but because I am so terrible at figuring these things out for myself, I would often like just watch like 10 seconds yeah. of someone fighting something so that I would just get enough to like be like, oh, that's the thing I'm doing wrong. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. go down like with the um, there's like one that's on a platform and you can hide under the platform so you don't get hit. It's like the pincher bug um, thing. It's like it's got the, one or the swords. It's got like four swords. Yeah, I killed so many bugs. I don't remember anymore. Like that I that know, feels right. I know the four swords. Uh, well, no and I guess you don't have to kill all the same bugs, right? So True. if you if you go all the way to right, I should have a map out of like the place here. But that. if you Oh yeah. It, wait, is that it's like on the bottom. It's like in the um that's one of the um that is one of the dreamer yeah, somethings. Dream. It's it's not one of the oh, dreamers. It is, yeah, no, it's, it's what he said. Dream Knights, maybe? Dream I, might be, I think you said that, right? Um, I was like, please tell me it's not Dream Warrior. Because now I'm just... Yeah, that that sucks, by the way. I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the but like when I figured out you could hide under the, the platform, because I literally watched like yeah. two seconds of someone doing it um, on YouTube. I was like, oh, Dream okay. Warriors. Is it really Dream yeah. Warriors? Like Freddy, Freddy Krueger? I don't know what that means. With the dream warrior. I, saw, I sent a video just to see. I don't know if that's the easiest way. I saw a picture. Warrior I was like, I don't think so. Yes, this is it. Okay. I never fought this. I'm so glad I never fought these. These look really hard. This is the guy. Zero boss. Yeah. That's his name. Yep. Did you play that one? Yeah. Did you? I think that's the only dream okay. warrior that I bought. Um, playing the zero, yeah. I guess his name is. X-E-R-O. Um, I looked quickly at a YouTube video and was like, all right, now I know I can. And actually the, you know, I'm stuck video or whatever yeah. this guy does. He says like, oh, run away from the platform. And then the first comment on the video said something like, I just hide under the platform. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that. and it took me from that point. I think it was probably four tries to be. That's them, awesome. You know, so I was like getting a little better at the precision. And oh, you know how I love improvement. Uh, just shoot it into my veins. I love <laughs> oh. improving. Corey, can I interest you, uh, you in a game called Dark Souls oh my God. or Elden Ring? <laughs> Corey, I, I mean, that's that's it, right? And you, you mentioned Hornet and playing her and getting her finally around like fourth or fifth time, you said. like, Oh, no, that one was more than the fourth or fifth time. That was more than, probably, okay. yeah, but ten or more. A lot of the bosses feel like they're cheating, mm -hmm. right? Like they're, they're harming you in ways that they shouldn't. They know where you're going to dodge and they're hitting there, right? They're intentionally made to do that. Yeah. Hornet doesn't feel that way. Hornet to me felt like she was teaching me. Oh, yeah. It felt yeah. like, here is how the game works. And you might have gotten this far without learning, but we're going to take a second. I'm going to do a quick level check on you. Mm -hmm. Just see if you've actually figured out some of the rules. It feels like no, but I'm going to keep <laughs> doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And all you have to yeah. do is pay attention. I'm actually very easy the first time right. you play me. I'm very, very right. easy. But you're going to die seven or eight times because you're not patient enough yeah. to listen. Yeah. Like she just seems very she seems like she's teaching you yeah. in this really yeah, nice That's way. absolutely the case. And it's funny while playing it, I would you know, I talk to myself a lot when I play. Um and I 
constantly was going, just be patient, Corrigan. Like just yes. Like and every time I would go in to fight her or someone else, that was my constant pep talk. Like, okay, don't get in there and panic. Don't start jumping around. You know the moves. You know what she's going to do. Wait it out and, you know, use the right timing. And it's like, you know, I just kept giving myself that pep talk. And then I'd like get in there and like the moment, this was always the thing that would happen to me. I would get in and I'd be like, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm like three quarters of the way through this fight. And then I get hit once and I'm like, abort, abort. And from there, everything goes awry. I'm like, I can't recover from yes. this. Yeah. Because <laughs> you lose your rhythm. You're like, just, oh, now I don't know when I can yeah, like, recharge my life. Me. And I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. If you lose the rhythm, it does feel like it's gone. I'm clearly convinced that uh, Souls Souls games and Hollow Knight have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And I was playing these at the same time. And so one thing that's a big difference between the two that I, I don't think I would have realized if I wasn't playing them at the same time is in Souls games, your enemies have a health meter. So you oh, said when I was yeah. about three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Imagine right. if you actually knew that. Oh, right. Now, yeah. Right now, guessing. both of you are like, oh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you how much worse it is to have a health bar. Really? No. <laughs> so you know the when you're... The amount of times that I've died yeah. when they have a sliver left. Ben, I've right. seen you multiple videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now they don't have to hit you for you to screw yourself over. Yeah. Right. And completely go full tilt. That's a good point. <laughs> All you have to do is get them one hit away. Now the controller is no longer in your hands. Yeah. It's hovering above them somewhere. You can't even find it. Yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. So much extra pressure and I'm not good under pressure. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Without the life meter, it's definitely like a, the, the rhythm is just like, whether you're like jumping and running over there and listening and jumping and jump running over there and listening, like if they have a life meter, I'm watching that also. And as soon as it gets to a right, sliver yeah. left, I'm, I, my rhythm is totally out the door. So that's a good point. As much as it sucked. And when I, I'm sure I did die a bunch of times when there was a sliver left, I never yeah. knew that. So I would just go back <laughs> right, in and do the no same idea. thing. I'd be a little bit better and finally beat them. So, and Ben, I've yeah. sent you videos, right, where there's like, I'm finding a giant yeah. and there's like a hint of red left in their life meter, evidently, because they weren't dead. And then they changed their whole fighting style. Yes, everything changes. <laughs> That's insane. Right. All right, should we talk about any of those moments? I mean, hardest bosses is kind of the easiest one for me to like ask about, but I'm, I also want to focus on like. Biggest... I want to talk about grinding. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, let's grind, go there. yeah. So, so a key part of a lot of games is grinding. Right, uh, doing small battles that you feel are very manageable over and over and over to accrue uh, typically experience points or money or something like that. Mm-hmm. In Hollow Knight, as in all the Souls games, they're basically the same thing. You don't really level up in Hollow Knight. You buy things that give you more power, right? Uh, give you more abilities, yeah. things like that. But they, they, it takes a long time. Yes, it takes so, so goddamn long. Uh, let's talk about places to grind. Because <laughs> I, I sent out a message uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, I found a place to grind. And I got 120 geos a minute. What? With this. Yeah. And then Corey said, ha ha. And I said, no, no, I'm serious. Ask me and I'll tell you where it is. And she never did. And Ben did. And we sorted it out. But let's tell you where not to grind, which is... Corey, <laughs> You remember that tower you were talking about, about all yeah. the little, like, ledges? Yeah. My first time playing five years ago, that's where I decided to grind. Yeah. I definitely made that mistake. Yeah. I think that's initially what you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst place. You can yeah. go for 10 minutes and get, like, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, then I found 
a place right next to the tram station at Green Path. Stag Station. Green Path, Green Path. is that right? Stag Station, yeah, yeah. Stag Station, where you go over like two screens and there's one of those grasshopper guys and he drops 40 each. So I told Ben about it. He explores and he's like, dude, there's two others right there also. So I work in all three and I'm pulling down 120 a minute. Yeah. And also life doesn't matter because you go back to the bench and it refills your life. Boom. So Go back right. to the bench, enemies come back and I go back yeah. to it. And to me big part of playing this game was not the bosses, which yeah. I would often beat my head against for a while and then overcome and kind of move on and forget about. But in between, I would constantly come back to the space. I never found a space that was better for yeah. grinding. Yeah. And I had their move sets down, totally. which yeah. made it so much more frustrating when I would just fall apart against them and they would almost kill me and I would have to go, like, I would freak out. But 99% of the time, everything was great. But I literally did it. I think probably a thousand times, maybe more. <laughs> so there were a couple of times where I just freaked out and fell apart. That's probably yeah. the, the coolest part about this game or one of the most unique, I guess, that I don't experience in other games as much, which is, and it happens probably the most in like Forgotten Crossroads when you're like, you know, because you go there the most. You drop in, you see the same enemies as before. And the first hour or two you're playing the game, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, like, they keep killing me. This is horrible. The stupid little hedgehogs keep getting me. And by the end, you're like flipping <laughs> over them. One hit kills because you've upgraded your nail once or twice right. or whatever. And like, you know, everyone's moves for those first 10 uh, NPCs and it's nothing surprises you. Occasionally they'll hit you and it's annoying. But like for the most part, they're, they're never going to kill you. And I think that like, because yeah. it's a it happens gradually that it becomes like from impossible to easy. But those like those jumps in that first like hour when it's like that was impossible an hour ago. And now I just jump over them. Right. Or now I kill them instantly. It's so like fulfilling and like affirming and rewarding and all those good things as hard as it is. I think it's equally as, as rewarding in that sense too, even for like, yeah, like Jason said, not the bosses. Yeah. Agreed. Although, you know, again, grinding as you can imagine is not a thing that I super love doing sure. either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially because I do tend to die because I'm not very precise and I will die before I get my money back. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a problem. So yeah. like it took me so long just to get like enough, geos to get a flashlight you know like i was yeah, like that's all i want totally. i'm just gonna keep getting this and i obviously missed the explanation of where to do it um but yeah. <laughs> i was like just you know trying to get like as many like big money things you could get like those big dudes that show up in certain corners with the wings yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. giant lady buggy type things you know and and they give you 40 or whatever um and yeah i would get very frustrated with the fact that I'm like, I just feel like now I've been playing for several hours just to try to get a flashlight or to get, you know, whatever. That's a thing that I need. I cannot do anything right. further until I have this. Yeah. <sighs> By the so, way, Cora, yeah. I checked the record. Um, you did not respond to my my message oh, at all. Yeah. So, so, so it was like, so I do not, not remember this I also at accidentally all. put it in random instead of current games. All right. <laughs> So Ben responded. Okay, so I was like scrolling through there. I was like, I don't see this. Here's what all. happened. Ben responded. So I said, I just farmed 200 Geo in five minutes. Ask me how. And Ben said, just lost 1700 Geo in 10 seconds. Don't ask me how. <laughs> and there was never any follow up. And so I, I was like, let me tell you how to no, do but this. I, I just want to help you. I have secrets to, to share. To Ben. To Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did call me later and I did help him out with that. But I still remember the feeling. So I was like, it must have been a Corey. I must have been mad at Corey about that. About, like, not... <laughs> and I stand by it. Not. <laughs> the, the game since we I deserve it I guess actually absolutely we don't always do this but the connection to the old LucasArts adventure games to me was 
when I, I guess backing up a little bit and I will remind me to connect it is I played like eight ish hours and I was just feeling lost and I knew there was other parts of the map I couldn't get to. So I started looking at walkthroughs, the walkthrough, obviously I hadn't been following it before. So it was like off way ahead in certain parts and behind in certain parts of where I was. And so I stopped following the walkthrough and then I started just going to like video YouTube videos that were like top 10 things, hollow nest or that uh, Hollow Knight doesn't tell you that you wish you knew to start. Or like the like kind of big overview things just to make sure I was like, yeah. and that's how I figured out, oh, you can upgrade your nail and things that like are maybe obvious to other players or that weren't to me or whatever. And how do you get like, uh, what was that crystal? Peak. Not crystal peak. peak. No, but what's the thing you said? Crystal, crystal heart. heart. How do you get crystal heart? How do you get these yeah. superpowers and stuff? I was like, oh, okay. And so I started not doing walkthroughs, but basically simplifying my like path and being like, oh, this is how you get the crystal heart. You do A, B, C, and D and just like going through that rather than just like, mm. yeah. So one of the places you need to get to to get the crystal heart, which allows you to fly basically, is you need to get to Crystal Peak, a new un unopened area on your map when you first get to your map. And you can either get there through buying the lantern, which I think we all did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And the other way is by getting Desolate Dive, which is you beat a boss that lets you like dive straight down and like break the ground below you. I went to that boss, died immediately, hated my life. I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. And saved and then <laughs> ground for the eight, you know, 800 gem or geo yeah. or whatever. 1800. No, yeah, oh, 1800, 1800, not oh 800. It's a, yeah. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I got to 900 and died and then died before I got oh my soul my back. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. But so all that to say, the the connections, I think of like um, Day of the Tentacle when it's like you need to get the bottle, you need to put the wine in it, you need to, or no, what is it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. You put it in the treasure chest or the time capsule, yep. open and you go to the other timeline, you open it and it's vinegar and you use the vinegar on this to open that. It's very like Monkey Island in that sense where it's like A to B to yeah. C to D to D, which this game didn't do a lot of, but the way I played it, it did because I was just like, how do right. I get the crystal heart? Give me the A, B, C, D steps. And eventually, I ended up beating that boss. Who's that boss, Jake? Because I remember you beat him too, the Desolate Dive guy. I can't remember. I did both. Yeah, I got the lantern in. And, and I ended up doing that. Yeah, the Desolate Dive boss eventually too. But the first time I played him, I was like ten hours in. I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. And I watched the tutorial. I was like, <laughs> it's super easy. You just jump over this and this and this. And then I died immediately again. I was like, I, I'm just gonna get a lantern. <laughs> this is possible. <laughs> Let me show you real quick the LucasArts moment that this game yeah. really reminded me of. Please just be a plant. Most. <laughs> Chuck the plant. Chuck is a plant. Um, so can everybody see see something from the LucasArts game? Oh, yeah. This is yes. big. Yeah, we see this it. This is my Brent moment. You're going to saw off his hand with a jawbone? The teeth are razor sharp. What about anesthetic? Do it, Commander! Brace yourself, Brink. Um, what part? Oh, it felt like tearing off my hand. Oh, okay. This cool. game sometimes felt <laughs> felt like somebody had, was cutting off my hand. Got it. Using an ancient alien jawbone. Yeah. Which is what happens in that scene. <laughs> so Mulf is the crack oh, in the wall that you shouldn't have stuck your hand into. That's right. Don't stick your mm. hand in the crack. That's what I always say about this show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's interesting you're talking about kind of how the way that you broke it down into the game that works for you. Because I had the thought while playing it that I was like, this feels like there are so many different ways of playing it. And everyone is going to find like, this is the way that works for me. This is what makes it the most fun game possible. 
Um, this is what, you know, makes it easier for me to play. And I th- was thinking about it along the way of like, what am what am I doing? Because I'm enjoying this game, but I knew that there was no way I was playing it the way you were. I was not. I think I came to terms fairly early with the fact that I was like, I don't think I'm going to beat this game. But what I ended up finding myself doing was enjoying expanding the map and figuring Mm -hmm. out, like, how do I make this world bigger? And then maybe try to, you know, like I would go up to like one boss and kind of like what you said you did be like, I, it killed me once and it killed me in some way that I was like, oh, that sucked. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I just, I'm not going to go back fair. and play that because that's not fun this for me. It's far from a bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just rude. Yeah. It's rude, yeah. frankly. And I won't put up with it. Yeah, I, I will not tolerate such disrespect. And I would just not go back to it. I was like, I'm not going to beat this game. Yeah. So I'm going to go fight a boss that's hard, but that feels doable and that I'm having fun trying to gain the skill to play. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll play that and then I will beat that and then I will expand my map further and, you know, see where I can go explore. And that was the way that I played it mm-hmm. was like, this is a this is a game with no end. This is just yeah. me <laughs> wandering around, finding a boss that's fun to fight. Totally. Uh, and that's how I'm playing it. That is in large part the Dark Souls influence, by the way, of you just mm. you, you run up against something you can't do. There's a million other things to do. Just go do something else. Okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. And that, I would say the difficulty of bosses, or at least how I remember the like, the enjoyment level, is so dependent on how close the bench is. Oh, because yeah. there's bosses you have to fight that it takes I don't know three minutes. It feels like ten sometimes, or 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 even ones that are three minutes, but it takes half your life, like fighting stupid guys right. just to get to the boss, and it's like. He's gonna kill me That's again. the real like, issue with the the mantis lords. Yes. Is it's like it's just it too so far, far from a bench. And it, yeah, and the, and the mantis guys are not easy, no matter how powerful you are. No. Like they reach back it's and then they so reach forward. Hard. Like I mean, even like the guys that yeah. you're the junior mantises that you're that like, you fight on, on the, the way, way there. Yeah, even those guys, I I'm, never got the rhythm of those yeah. those mantises. It was like I just every time I went down there, I could get the like flying stingy yeah, ones, yeah. but the the ground mantises. Yeah. Those are always tough. I never managed to get yeah. those. So I'm going to overall give this game a B plus. Okay. okay. Now we're giving grades. Yeah. That, this is a new uh, part of Mall. <laughs> With two notes, get it to an A, if not A plus. Okay. Okay. One, more benches. More benches. More benches. Yes. Right. That gets you to an A minus right there. Mm-hmm. Particularly benches in front of bosses. Yes. Uh, by the way, this is something that Elden Ring has, mm-hmm. where it adds a special bench, basically, that you can't fast travel to. But if you're right in front of the boss and you die the boss, you get to start right over at the right boss. Right. Yeah. Real quick. That's perfect. Can I make a note to that? Please. Silk. And, then, and then I'm going to do two. So you mentioned, Jay, last month that Silk Song is coming out, which is a sequel to Hollow Knight, which they're just going right. to drop. This was confirmed, however much it can be, to what you said in the last episode, which is like, when they announce it, it will drop that day. It's kind of the big rumor. Yeah. That's what they did with the original, I believe. Oh, cool. They announced Hollow Knight for Switch, and it came out That's that cool. day. So it's been like in development for three years now. It, it basically is just yeah. like more DLC. It's a similar kind of game, but you get to play as Hornet. Oh, and then another thing that's been confirmed, because there's been demos that have been out and some gameplay that is available. Uh, but one of the things that's been, I think, confirmed or, or rumored or whatever, but that is is the benches. And I think there's 70 something benches mm. in Hollow Knight and there's over 200 in uh, in Silksong. There we go. So they heard there's that. 70 in Hollow Knight? I, I don't know I if know. this part's been confirmed yet. Tell me if it has, but thing two. And this gets you that A. Let me fast travel between benches. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know yeah, about that. Yeah, totally. Because, <laughs> again, that's this is a more difficult game than Elden Ring. And I'm going to just, like, I'm going to die on that hill. Okay. Many times. I've gotten to spend more time with Elden Ring. I've had more fun many, many times. I've died <laughs> a lot more in Elden Ring. 
but it allows you to run away and go explore other fun areas. Yeah. And if you change your mind to just fast travel somewhere else. Right. Uh, to get on your horse and ride away from everything that's scary. It gives you more of those tools. Yeah. So it's not a better game because it's 3D, because it's, you know, these <laughs> giant things. It really is just that small quality of life thing yeah. that for me is pulling holding me back with Hollow Knight. Of, yeah. I really think I would have beaten this game if it had fast travel. And that's a weird thing to say. I, I 100% agree with that because that is, yeah. I get tired of doing the same Dude. thing over and over again. It's kind of like, even just when we were talking about why I didn't enjoy Little Nightmares 2, where I was like, I've already played this game and I don't want to do the same thing again. Little Nightmares. That is probably my biggest critique of this, is that if I could get from place to place faster, then I'd be like, great, I will just you know, do the thing I'm trying to accomplish. But when like sometimes you die and there was nothing nearby, like even if a bench hasn't opened yet, you just haven't walked down that yeah. corridor. And now I've died and I am on the other side of the map. And I'm like, I do not yep. want to have to go all the way through this, especially if it's like a hard boss and I just need to keep doing that. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to die after 30 seconds playing this boss and then spend 15 walking across the map to get back. <laughs> like, or 15 minutes, I should say. Like, that is frustrating. For me, it wasn't the repetition. Because actually, and, and what's caused me to re realize this is, I didn't mind the repetition when I was grinding. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. Like, I, I actually, that was really zen and fun. Sure, yeah. Uh, have the TV on and just grind for like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. It was the futility of it. Right. It was the feeling that, and then if I don't do it, I lose all the geo. Mm -hmm. I lost all this time. I didn't learn anything. I haven't gotten any better. In fact, now I feel worse. Right. This is now I'm going to go in there and I'm going to panic play or whatever because yeah. I'm frustrated when I start and <laughs> I didn't get to immediately. I actively took breaks from this game to play Elden Ring, a game that people talk about, about how difficult it is, <laughs> just to feel better about my game playing skills. Like, it's yeah. so much more difficult. There you go. It's, yeah. This game is so difficult. Yes. I like it. I really love it. But it's so tough. And I think, you know, it was a... I think you guys are both surprised that I picked this game oh, yeah. because it was one that, as I said, when I initially played it, it was so frustrating. Literally, my friend John and I would just Snapchat each other back and forth with our frustration constantly playing it, you know. Um, and yeah, I will say I think that is a valid critique of this game. And one that I offer is I don't think frustration is the feeling that I want to get from a game. Yeah. I don't mind something being hard yeah. and challenging and things like that, but it is, there are parts of it that are frustrating that I, I'm sure everybody has these same thoughts. And like you said, when they, you know, drop the next one, these kinds of things are, I'm sure stuff that they have deeply thought about. Um, and amongst those is just like, I don't want to lose all my progress and then like, just be <laughs> other side of the map crying. Yeah. So, I, I teach a class uh, where students make games and we talk about the emotion that you want to make. And often emotions, you have to have multiple emotions to get you to a place. So if mm -hmm. the emotion that you want is one of confidence and success and like, ah, I did it. Right. right. That kind of accomplishment and victory emotion you don't get without frustration as an emotion as well. Right. Right. Of losing, defeat, sad. And I don't think that you would want to play a game where you didn't have some frustration. Yeah, a certain level of frustration, for sure. So it's about the dials, right? It's about nailing that balance. And the balances are going to be different for different people. Corey, I am fully with you. Oh, this game yeah. is too hard on the frustration one. Let me make that very clear. Yeah. But I don't want to make it sound like we're saying like games should not be frustrating. They absolutely should be. It's great. <laughs> right. It's one of the great things about games is that it can frustrate you. And then 
the overcoming of that frustration is the best part of so many games. Yes. And it was our favorite part of Hollow Knight. Yeah, it absolutely is that in this game. <laughs> but man, I wish we could play with those dials a little bit. Yeah. Wish we yeah. could turn down the difficulty just, just a hair. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Oh, let's also recognize Ben beat the game. Neither Yay! of us did. Ben beat Great the game. Work. Great work. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, you really, you went all in on I that. Did. I was shocked. Every time you were like, updating us on where you were. I was like, oh, you're saying words, but I have no fucking clue what you're talking about because you're so far ahead of I, me in this game. No one to like celebrate with, yeah. I beat this, I did that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, watch yep. your nights, fuck yeah. And you'd be like, heart emoji or whatever. Uh -huh. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. update. Little dancing yeah. Mario yeah, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I man. just got to the Forgotten Crossroads. And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm stuck in the storefront area. <laughs> Is there a way out of there? What's a gem? Did, you guys have Jason never jumped down the well. <laughs> There's a well, but if I fall down there, I'll just die. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm no, not no, going to no. do Smarter that. Smarter than yeah. you. No way. Game's super Fuck small. you, game. Not my first rodeo. That's right. That's right. All of my reflections have been just about that storefront area. At the beginning. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> a lot of repeated dialogue. That's all I got to say. A lot. A lot. Um, all right. My favorite place to grind is just against that wall. <laughs> Speaking of Elden Ring, grinding on the wall. Is that, are you cutting to me? Is it my turn to do drink? No, no. I was just saying like the thing oh, you okay. sent me of like the person hitting the yeah. wall 300 times. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. So Corey, in Elden Ring, there are uh, secret, <laughs> secret doors. There's secret passages. But you did. And so a wall, <laughs> if you go up to it and attack it, sometimes it will then fade away. And it was just a magical wall. And like secret passage back there. Mm. Someone discovered a wall that if you hit it literally 100 times, it then opens. It's very Stanley Parable. I was about to say, so Ben would find this. <laughs> ben would figure this out. I sent it to Ben. He was like, I would have found that. <laughs> yeah, I would have gotten that. <laughs> this, I'm just imagining, see, Ben can't play this game because it's like, uh, oh, here's like a huge world. You can wander around and do all these things. But now I have the knowledge that I can hit things and <laughs> it might... Uh, open up a passageway and he would just spend the rest of his life hitting walls. Yes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I spent I spent 20 hours in this game in the first area uh, like just exploring every inch. Like just like I love <laughs> cool. it. I can do everything. Took it over to a friend's house. She played for half an hour and found a complete dungeon <laughs> that I had not found in the first area. Amazing. I was like but I know everything here. I know every blade of grass. Wow. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like instant. And it's just like, that's how dense this game is. That's cool. This game is pretty fun. You with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the beer? What's the song? I can't always tell. I just want to know. What game is Westy 12? Can I tell you about my drink? Tell me, please. I'd love to hear it. A perfect Manhattan. Mm. So the perfect Manhattan, you substitute just sweet vermouth with half and half sweet and dry vermouth. Okay. Right? Gives a little edge to it. It's a little nice. Um, I like it with a rye instead of just a straight bourbon. That's what I usually use, too. It's, it's really nice. And so for me, this is Hollow Knight because it's that little twist on a lot of things that exist, right? I don't know that there's anything original in Hollow Knight in the sense. Mm -hmm. And yet, the little twist that they do is so good that it really takes the thing before, like a Manhattan, I like, but it's kind of a take or leave. But when you get to a perfect Manhattan, now it's my jam. <laughs> That's how I feel about Castlevania's, Metroid's, mm. all of those other games that inspired Hollow Knight. Eh, it's not my thing. 
But man, Hollow Knight did it really, it just did the twist just right to get me in and bring me in on it. The other reason I picked it is because of just kind of the, don't you dare call Hollow Knight a Souls-like, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> have either of you ever ordered a perfect Manhattan? No. No. So it's tough. Because mm. if you're at like an Applebee's, which they've no. got the ingredients there. Sure. Right? They're going to be dicks about it. Well, it sounds like you're trying to do it in like a uh, like a quantitative way. Right. Yeah. I would like a Manhattan and make it perfect. Qualitative? Perfect Manhattan. Qualitative. And they're like, it's an Applebee's. I don't think it's going to be perfect, man. It's like, no, no, no. It means, right. So you learn, like, uh, can I get a uh, perfect Manhattan? That means take the you know, vermouth. I want half sweet, half dry, but it's the same amount of vermouth, so you just split it, right? I can give you the parts. I can draw it up. I, I can come back there and mix it if you want. It's, it's fine, right? You know, people are usually okay with I'm it. I'm sure they love you that. You figure it out. <laughs> but then you go to a bar, and you're like, I'll take a perfect Manhattan. That's when you take the vermouth, and they stare daggers at you and say, you think I don't know what the fuck a perfect Manhattan is? <laughs> the hell is wrong get out get out mm. and it, it feels similar to to all of the controversy right. that i've embraced really yeah around calling hollow knight a souls like you're now you're you're doing it like in a semi-troll way i'm, I'm a full edge lord yeah you are going up to that bartender and you're like um i would like a perfect manhattan and fyi <laughs> fyi that means <laughs> this is a subpar manhattan actually yeah I took it to the World Championships of Manhattans, which is held every year in Long Beach. I know. It was so close. You thought I was going to say no? No? All right. Cool. Corey, tell me about your beer drink thing. Your beer drink. My beer drink. My beer drink that is certainly not a beer drink. Um, Speak to us of beer drinks. I am doing the classic Corey thing where my drink is what I was drinking while I was putting it. Um, which is the old peppermint tea. But the reason that I go with the peppermint tea here, aside from the fact that I've been drinking it constantly, is that the reason that I like peppermint tea is like, it's really like, it's got a sharp taste to it, you know? Like, it's really strong. Sometimes I'll even put two bags in to like really just get like punched in the face with mintiness. Um, And I find it, it's almost harsh, but it's soothing. You know, and I, I I drink it and it makes me feel like I'm like, you know, everything's okay. It makes my throat feel better if I'm sick, helps me to breathe, clears out my mm-hmm. sinuses and, and life is good when I have it. And while playing Hollow Knight, it felt like it was <laughs> the thing that I needed every mm-hmm. time that I finished with like a boss or something like that was like, I, it's time for my little minty, sharp hit here uh to remind me that i like this uh and also that you know there are times when i'm having a lot of fun here but also i am dying a little inside and i need to be soothed (laughs) so that was drinking my mint tea was my respite from the game and it was also just my little bit of like it's a poke it's a poke in the in the chest but that also is something that i i really i do deep down enjoy and brings me some peace and relaxation much like this game when i'm really there i am feeling it you know i yeah. do enjoy and feel like ah oh, this is nice i'm rolling i'm jamming life is good you can tell that Corey's really a pro gamer now because of the way she just explained painstakingly how to teabag <laughs> ben did you drink anything yeah that's great <laughs> uh for the first time in our 67 episode history, I went to the store and was like, 
looked at a wall of drinks and was like, "What? which one of these things is this game I played the day of our recording? Uh, and it was this. It was Wild Ride Brew from Redmond, Oregon. Nut Crusher Peanut Butter Porter. Oh, my. With a big old elephant on the front. Accurate. Uh, and I went with it because it was like, the game's really dark, so it was like porter, stout type area. The whole thing takes sense. place underground and at night and all that. But it's kind of sweet because they're like cute little cartoon bugs running around, stabbing each other, right? Yeah. And overall, the beer was a disappointment. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well. Wasn't quite as good as I'd hoped, unfortunately. <laughs> I think when I think like peanut butter porter, I'm like, cool, it'll be like a peanut butter sandwich in liquid form. It never is. Yeah. It's just a stout that's no, like, no. oh, I guess it's... Kind of dry like peanut butter? I don't know. It's a, yeah, peanut butter breathed on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and the idea and, sounds good. It does. And according to the notes I see in front of me, your song is BDSM? <laughs> BS by M. <laughs> oh, okay. Close enough. Because I want it to be like a su- little surprise secret, you know? I want you guys to be like, oh, Ben's going to do this and like zone out the whole time. All right, wait, 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 Corey, you and me, let's guess. BS by M. You're not going to get it. BS by M. So who's the, who's the M? Is it Madonna? Madonna, mm. Ooh, meh, meh. Muse. Muse is a good call. Yeah. I like Muse as, as the band. <laughs> He's really, this is, we've lost him. Black Hole Sun. He's not going to. They do did it. a cover of it. <laughs> Black Hole, Black one hole word. is one word. One word. <laughs> Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Black Hole. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, listen. Anyway, Metric is the band. Uh, Metric! Black Sheep is the song. Got it. Okay. But yeah, it starts with Black Sheep Come Home, which is all about the knight. He he was born in Deep Nest, but he left and he this is him coming home, discovering it and kind of like taking it over and becoming the king. So he's the black sheep finally coming home. And the first verse is, hello again, friend of a friend, which is the friend. He's like the millions of different knights, the little, the, the hollow knights that were made, friend of a friend. I knew you when our common goal was waiting for the world to end, which it did through the crazy lore stuff we did earlier. Uh, now that the truth is just a rule that you can bend, you crack the whip, shape, shift, and trick the past again. Hello again, friend of a friend. I knew you were. I come and go, was waiting for the world to end. Anyway, I thought it fit really well. Basically, it was a song from a cartoon movie that I liked. So, um, okay. I liked it. And that's all I got to say about that. So I love Scott Pilgrim. Yes, it has problems, but I love it. Just like me. So, Corey, what's your song? Okay. I have been, obviously, the new album from Ghost came out, Impera. And I have been listening to that. Uh, Obviously. Obviously. I would have zero Um, idea if I didn't follow you and Mark on socials. It is number one on the Billboard charts. Okay, or number two on the Billboard charts. What Billboard chart? Like rock or whatever. Oh, okay, the ones that don't matter. What does matter on Billboard? I don't know, like pops and stuff? (laughs) Okay, I guess, sure. I don't know. Um, anyways, the super popular album, Impera <laughs> by Ghost, has just come out, and I've been listening to that constantly. Of course, also during the time that I was playing um, Hollow Knight. And, of course, you know, it's a metal band, but a very, you know, Mark was like, it's a rock opera, this. It has uh, Ben Eller from Dead and Lovely. He said, like, oh, it it sounds like Meatloaf, essentially. It's that kind wow. of... Um, album, you know. The cover is amazing, by the way. Isn't it? I wow. have the uh, I have the record 
going to um, frame it and put it on the wall. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so this whole album, all of it really feels like this very dark but operatic tone that I think sat with me well while playing Hollow Knight. Like you said, like, you know, you've, you're in this dark underground situation. Um, and so like a dark rock opera, metal opera felt like it yeah. kind of went well along with this, even though it's not the tone that the game itself necessarily has. Um, certainly not with its own music. Um, and so I picked the last track from it called Respite on the Spittlefields. And it's not like a direct one for one, like, oh, the lyrics of this are exactly like sure. Hollow Knight, especially because I had no fucking clue what Hollow Knight is about. Yeah. However, again, the tone feels right. It's like we're here in the after of a murderous crafter. The past is spun like a yarn and mangled with flesh and blood and bones. I wonder, did no one hear the distant thunder, the autumnal reaper, the stains of this creeper will last, you know, and it's going through all of these, you know, like for the dreams that you dread can become just as real. There's like dreamy areas of this street walking dead. There's bones everywhere. All of the stuff that you have in Hollow Knight. That's just like this dark, grim imagery. That's what this song does. It's just dark, grim imagery of scattered bones and waste of something that once was. And that's what Hollow Knight is to me. So that is why I picked Respite on the Spittlefields by Ghost. So is the Ghost album, you said it was operatic. I know ghost well enough to know that that's a lot of the stuff they do is just like that style obviously and it's very like theatrical and how they present themselves and is is it a concept album in, or is it operatic in that sense or it's like a singular story they're all concept albums they all are they tell stories mm-hmm. like separate i mean like encompassed within the album yeah so oh, this one that. is in the 20th century. I've heard of it. And it is uh, sort of talking of the fall of empires and about basically people rising up and overthrowing the rulers and taking what's theirs. And it's like a critique of just empire around the world and all that stuff. That sounds really fun. Yeah. The last one, Prequel, was about plague and was weirdly timely. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to the song Rats and you're yes. like... Holy shit, that is about COVID, except there was no COVID when they put it out. I've never heard of this band in my life. You have. Because I'm not cool. It's it's on me. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> okay. Well, you've like, their shirt alone, their, their logo, you've seen on a million yeah, sure, like, record store yeah. dudes or whatever. Like, Yeah, you just didn't know who it was. I think you guys think that I'm cooler than I am. No. Oh, no, no, I'm not trying to say it, it doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that logo. <laughs> like, the logo is everywhere. I feel like the logo is way bigger than the band. I didn't know it said ghost. I didn't yeah. either. I've always <laughs> been trying to figure out what it said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's even a character who wears a ghost shirt in the movie Vampires vs. Brooklyn. Like, they're very big and they're a lot of fun. Will I like this band? Will I have fun? Uh, I think if you get more into the stuff that Corey was saying rather than just like, I like this guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you get into it cool, for the cool, same cool. reason you like Vampire Weekend and you're like looking at genius while you're listening, you will like it. Oh, that sounds great. And you got like books open and like reference notes yeah. and all these things while you're listening. That's how I listen to music. You get me. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, there's tons of lore. He, the, oh, the, the lore. singer, Tobias Forge. It's not Forge? Nope. I'm looking at it right here. It's Forge. I won't say, I gotta say Forge. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I know I'm mispronouncing it, but it's such a cool last name to be Forge. forge. For, especially for a metal band. Right. But, uh, so it's metal. Yes, okay. it's metal. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And he doesn't go on stage himself. He goes in these like elaborate mask costumes and he's been these different religious figures. So there's like four papas and a cardinal and uh, they each have like a story. And like when he's done being one, there'll be like an elaborate stage like end to them, whether they kill him or kidnap him or something like that to end the era of that last pope that he was and bring in the next one. And there's all these like webs of ghost lore. It's very fun. Give me a a song. Is it okay, Ben, if I just listen to some music real quick and find out would I maybe like this band? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of songs songs that would be... um, Square Hammer or Dance Macabre are my recommendations. Square Hammer was coming up, so so I'm gonna... That's a a very popular... That one, like, um, metal song of the year or whatever in, like, the big... Whatever the big metal magazine is. I can't even recalibrate what metal is. Well, this is like one of their least metal like some of their stuff is heavy metal and some of their sure. stuff is like, you know, more like this. I had a friend say, I really like metal. I'm gonna play this band for you. And I was like, Okay, I'm not super into metal. And they very much looked down on me, they were like, I'll play it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it was Europop. <laughs> there was nothing metallic about it. <laughs> Me- what- Nothing metallic about it. It was this, some kind of Swedish metal band. <laughs> uh, it was it was Europop. Okay, it had a drum. It had a drum machine. You can't have drum machines in metal. No, the drums are a very important part of metal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I I thought you said it was a metal band. I guess I was imagining something different. Like this is metal. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't describe uh, Square Hammer. I can see some metal influences, but I'd say more like glam rock side of metal. That's the thing. Is like that is more in that vein. If you listen to some of their other like, stuff, it is much more like metal, metal, especially earlier things. Like I wouldn't describe Def Leppard as metal. And I understand <laughs> that in the 80s, they were described that way. I believe that was incorrect, right? <laughs> with what, um, we, with our knowledge now. Yeah, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden's barely metal, yeah. But it was the picture of metal in 1985, yeah. Yes, yeah, and Metallica is barely metal. Metallica kind of leans pretty pop. See, this is where the the defining metal is. Like Metallica is like, that is straight metal. That's what that is. It's just not like, it's not your like raw metal or it's not like, you know, it's... (laughs) Metallica's metal unless it's like half of their songs. It's what metal is. They defined metal. That's what people like made the genre around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but they were a certain version of it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's so many different kinds. That very pop sensibilities, very folk sensibilities in Metallica that they come back to over and over and over. Yeah. Like, try it, like, just put on Mummy Dust. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Like, the the song by Ghost, Mummy Dust. Oh, okay. And, like, stuff like that where it's like, then you get your growling sort of stuff like that. They have some that are more, the instruments are more metal, but. Yeah, I, I liked what I heard. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily wanting metal. Yeah, but no, they get like a lot of metal fans, like mock ghost fans. They're like, it's Scooby-Doo chase music or whatever. Yeah. Things like that, you yeah. know. Oh my God, that's such a good way to describe some of those riffs. That's <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm like, that's fine by me. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot better than like, Swedish Don't say Zayo. Right. Which... Don't say Living Sacrifice. Yeah. Don't say Project no, 86. I would never. I would never. I would never. <laughs> or would Wouldn't dream of it. But all three like, of those I'd bands never... are probably heavier than Ghost. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Depending. Like, again, if you go back to, like, their earlier albums, you know, it depends on the theme of the particular album. Oh, they have some that are too. very like that. But For my song, 
I'm gonna start with a quiz. I'm oh gonna... yeah, that's for we're recording a podcast. Yeah, right why now. are we? What's happening here? I just want you to put up your hand when you know the name of the song. All right. Not say it. Just put up our hand. Just put up your hand. That way you're there already. Wow. I no, know I was it. Practicing the buzzer. It's works. BS okay. by it... M. Yes. Well, it, it is in the notes, so uh, I should have deleted <laughs> uh, it. Uh, if you, don't don't cheat, try not to. I'm not looking. Yeah, yeah. I like to play the drums. Weezer. I you you don't understand the rules. It man. was you raise your hand. You just raise. <laughs> but your I hand. don't know. It's not Weezer. It's not Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It's true. I think I'm getting good, but oh, I can handle criticism. It's Mr. Worm, Doctor Worm. Put up your hand. <laughs> How do you not understand this? I did know too. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Corey, do you have any guesses? Yeah, I'm sorry. Any guesses? <laughs> One of the, my favorite fun. concerts I ever went to was They Might Be Giants. Corey was sick. I went with Paris. We had yep. a great time. <laughs> to be fair, I did go with Corey either we did a year do before it or the year later. after. The same exact place. Yeah, yeah. The Fillmore, I think. Yeah. God, it's a great concert. Yeah, they are fun. So I chose this purely because of the lore. When I was reading the lore, I was like, I'm switching oh, it up. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it audible. I think I've even used this song before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you got to use it when you get the chance. It's such a... While I'm not a real doctor, I am a real worm. I am an actual <laughs> worm. I live like a worm. <gasps> That's amazing. They call me Dr. Worm. Good morning. How are you? I'm Dr. Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I... This song is so good. If, if you want to pretend that this is about the game, I'll say, uh, I can't tell if you're watching me twirling the stick. When I give the signal, my friend Rabbi Vol will play the solo. Really, like, like that's about the the nail flipping around, yeah. right? And Definitely. Rabbi Vol would be like an enemy I could imagine in this game, absolutely. Who gives the signal through his attack animation that allows me, I don't know. I don't know, these are the things Ben usually thinks of. Mom, I was in like, the news. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Am I the only one that gets those uh, those segues? <laughs> Just a straight cane uh, pulling okay. me off stage. <laughs> I was going to get a recommendation station to get good ideas on what to watch or listen to. Uh, Jason started off, but briefly tell us a bit, you know, a little bit about what you've been up to. I think it's the best game I've ever played. Damn. You've played a few games. I, yeah. Played a few games. No, I was talking to somebody about it. I was talking to Ben earlier. And he said, so it's not a it's not an episode unless you get a reference to and it, Ben, you said Near, mm. Mother, and what was the third one? Oh, it was uh, Syndicate. Or and then Or now Elden Ring. The new one is added to the yeah, the quantum for it now. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah, that's the Mount Rushmore right there of Jason's games. Yeah. Like mm. I think that's the list. Like it's tough for me to knock any of them out, but I think if I had to, I would just snuggle with Elden Ring uh, right now. Maybe it's because I'm playing it, but like, it's spectacular. Um, I've got a character that I decided was my dad. Definitely had to kill him. That was tough. It's very Oedipal. Uh, autobiographical. I uh, got a character that I that I decided I was going to marry, and then in the game, I actually married her. Oh. It wasn't just the story I was making up, but I was like, look at this! Things are going on. What? Is that Hat Lady? Hat Lady with four hands. Great. Yeah. That's great. And her name's Ronnie. She's great. That's right. Oh, the scene. Because neither of you are ever going to play this game. No. Spoilers for Elden Ring. Cool. You get to the end of this long quest, which again, in Elden Ring, you're never sure if a quest is a quest. There's no quest marker or anything. Somebody's like, well, can't find my needle. You're like, 
do I know you? Mm-hmm. And then 50 hours later, you find a needle. You're like, oh, right, that guy. You come back, you're like, this your needle? He's like, yes, I will see you again, my friend, <laughs> where the dragons trod upon mountains. You're like, I don't know what that means. 50 hours later, you run into him and go, I guess I can see it. Yeah, what are you doing? All right, so the quests are weird. So you get to the end of Ronnie's quest. You've fought demons from other dimensions. You killed your dad. Okay, that was just my little story yeah. is that he's my dad. But anyway, <laughs> I killed my dad. Someone's dad. And I get there, and you get a ring. You get a ring of the stars. Is that how it works? Everyone's someone's dad. Everyone's someone's dad. Eventually, if you live long enough. <laughs> Am I someone's dad? I might I might need to check the math on some of that. <laughs> I think you should keep going. So you get to the base of a, you, you follow this trail, like t- literally 20 hours of this quest, down to the bottom of a cave. And there in the bottom of the cave is a tomb. And there's Ronnie, who sent you on the whole quest, covered in blood, clearly very dead. Oh, shit. You just marry the and corpse. And you walk up. And the icon says, wear ring. I was like, if I put on the ring, maybe like reveal something? Maybe I'll bring her back? Reveal your love for her. And wear ring, because the translations aren't always great, means put the ring on her finger. Oh. All right, fair enough. It's like a LucasArts game. (laughs) Verb to noun, wear the ring. Talk to bottle of wine? Yeah, there's maybe like six times that I've ever gotten to interact in this way with something. So it's not like there's like all these combinations. It's like they made it up for this. Yeah. Why, why not just say put ring on finger? Uh, anyway, my character gets down on one knee and she puts the ring on Ronnie's hand, her very dead hand, close up on the hand. Camera pulls out. She's super alive, makes no reference to being dead two seconds ago and says, yes, you will be my consort and I will be the Lord of all that I survey and I will see you at the herb tree and yada yada and I'm like so we're married nice so I guess we're married now oh. that's I didn't know that's where the quest was going I kind of hoped it's really nice to have a girl worth fighting for yeah a dead girl worth fighting for someone to come home to exactly mm-hmm. said like a true Will Smith <sighs> and she's got four hands <sighs> that's she's lovely a lot of hands Not I can see arms. why that would be wait but four advantageous four splits splits at the elbow yeah I guess for four arms yeah it's just who she is yeah, I didn't want to make it gross, Corey, but, you know, it's just, I just love her. <laughs> and she's great. She's got a big hat. I like her hat. Well. Yeah, I found this backstage, uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's funny. It's funny because it's uh, bigger than a <coughs> you know, normal hat. I, I see that. Elden Ring! <laughs> I started Red Rising. It's a book about, it's kind of, what's the Jennifer Lawrence movie book? Hunger Games? Yeah, it's like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, in a distant future or a distant past, there's like all these different casts of human beings and like these people are overseeing these people. But this one guy who's on the lowest cast is going to rise up through luck and sheer will. And it's I'm like five chapters in and I'm like waiting for it to be different. I've heard good things. It's not bad, but it's like. Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. I know that it's like a it's a thing people like. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm there. So listen to it on a couple runs, and it's it's not bad. It's it's fine. I'll, I'll come back to it next month. It doesn't feel like a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, huh? that's a. Uh. You're right. We should. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Get off at the next station, the hesitation station. <laughs> am I right? I, I translate recommendation station into like things I've been it's doing. Like, uh, what am I doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> it should not be that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess the only thing I have to recommend is uh, Tetris. Uh, it's real good. Check it out. Get an original Game Boy. Jump on it. I've heard of that, yeah. And that article you read. About playing Game Boy. <laughs> about playing Game Boy. About playing Tetris. About playing Tetris. Sorry, yes. Uh, this guy wrote this great article like 10 years ago about how his wife loves Tetris. And he's sitting talking to a friend about it. And the friend is like talking about high scores of all time. 
and then the highest score ever. Oh, was that. Like yeah, like four hundred lines, and she's like, mm-hmm. and he what? goes, oh, she clears that all the time. She's getting like five and six, and like so they then like go to the actual place to do the high score. And she, it was a great story. That was, was a cool. good story. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I will grant that. Yes, I will. I will put the stamp on that recommendation too. No hesitation station here. Tetris. It's awesome. Uh, and then I will say Mario Kart 8, apparently. I remember the first one for SNES and Mario Kart 64, and apparently there was five in between then and now. But Oh, there was one for Wii, I guess. But yeah, been playing a lot of Mario Kart with the kids. They love it. Uh, and Tony Hawk, they love, which I would think would be too difficult. They love, I mean, I guess because you don't have to do anything. You can just steer right, him right? Yeah. or them. Do whatever you want. They love creating I know I never did anything in that game when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to, to have do you- fun if you're eight years old. So it's great. Yeah. Do you know what uh, Mario Kart 8 needs? Tony Hawk. 48 more tracks over the next two years. That's right. They need you to pay for it. That's been announced. Yeah. Yes. They don't do this stuff for no. free. I gave them 60 bucks already for that stupid game. But yeah. That's twice as much as are in the actual game. Like, that's a huge. But yeah, Mario Kart, still fun. That's a huge, is what I said. That's a I huge. That's a huge. It's a huge. That's a huge. Maddie got a Mario joke the other day that was in My Little Pony. They said, call the plumbers. And then two ponies walk by, one with a green hat and one with a red hat. And they both have mustaches on. And she just dies laughing and goes, it's Mario and Luigi. <laughs> I do feel like That's I've missed what? out on a lot of Mario lore for the past 30 years. Because I think the last Mario game I played was 64. And I was like, yeah, there's Peach and there's... Yoshi and there's Toad Guy and then there's like in Mario Kart 8 there's like 50 characters you can pick and there's like the Skull Guy and there's like I feel like Mario Kart always had way more characters than everything else in the Mario universe I mean because usually it's just Mario and Luigi you can play as so it's like I can play as 12 oh my gosh but like this one has 40 and it has like 8 women that didn't exist in the Mario universe I was like (laughs) this is Rosalina Peach's Handmaiden? Friend? I don't know what she's... she no, Luigi's no, wife? No, no relation to Okay, Peach. she's just no, there. No, she's, cool. she's from Galaxy. No idea. Anyway, this is too much. Corey, what do you recommend? I recommend the game that we are playing next month, Witchwood. Hey-oh! Yes. Nice. Um, which nice. completely usurped my time. I stopped playing Hollow Knight. I was like, I... So... <laughs> I got a PS5, and finally it came through. I mean, I didn't take as long as a lot of people took to to get one. Once I set my mind to it, I was like, I'm getting this fucking machine. Um, And I've gotten all these DMs from people like, how'd you do it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I got a PS5, and um, I don't know how to use the controller yet because I've never had a controller with so many buttons on it. So I immediately tried to play Ratchet & Clank. And was extremely overwhelmed. I was like, I don't, I, there's too many buttons to keep track of. I can't do anything. And I was like, Bleh. and so I was like, you know what? I will download Witchwood, Witchwood and play that since we're going to be playing that. I should get an early start on it. And it is delightful. Um, it's, uh, I accidentally recorded myself because I forgot that on, so this, you know, the thing has a microphone in it. And it automatically records when you get an achievement in something. So, like, yeah, you win a trophy weird, right? and it starts recording what you did. And so there's, like... And it records from the it mic? It records from no the idea. mic. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what's you this video it- that's on here? And there's just, like, this <laughs> video of me sounding like a five-year-old oh, explaining nice. Minecraft to her parent. Yes. Where I'm telling Keo, um, I like this game because it's, like, a puzzle. But it's, like, you don't... It's you don't have to like solve the puzzle. They kind of tell you how to solve the puzzle. 
<laughs> it's like yes. so I was like, oh, that's a that's a great way to find out that I'm being recorded and that I sound like an idiot. It's also a really good description of the game for me because now I really want to play it and I know almost nothing about it. And that, that yeah. sounds really fun. Yeah, I had no idea what this was, but it's kind of, you know, you know that I get stuck a lot playing like the LucasArts games and things like that because my brain just doesn't work in a way where I like, okay, so I need this thing and this thing. And then somehow I'm going to have to figure out how to put this shit together and that's going to solve a thing. That's just not how I play things. So I have fun to an extent and then I get totally stuck. And this it tells you what you need essentially to accomplish various tasks. You have all these like different tasks that you're trying to do and there's a lot of crafting. So it's mostly about going places to retrieve the stuff that you're going to craft in order to oh, nice. then go and, um, you know, accomplish these various quests that you're going on. And it's just, it's, it's cute. It's funny. It's darker than you think. The first time that I like, I set down a snare trap cause that was how you catch like a squirrel um, that you need to like get something from uh, for to like craft something. And it goes and like it hops towards it and all of a sudden it just poof, explodes in a bloody mess. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, nice. Good to know. So there's like parts in it, things like that, that are like darker and a little more violent than you expect. But I still think it's probably pretty family friendly and is... A ton of fun. I've played, <laughs> according to the internet, you're supposed to beat it at max 13 hours. I have played 19 hours and 40 minutes nice. and I nice. have not beat it. <laughs> it wouldn't be Corey without putting in more time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more thorough. time. Yes, yes, but I'm having fun with it and I'll be sad when I finish it. So I'm glad it's taking me a long time. And then you'll have That's to cool. just go back to Spirit Fair. Then I'll you go. have to go back to Spirit Fair. We're just going to have to do that for a month. Yeah, get them glims. So that's my recommendation. Play Witchwood with us so that yes. next month you'll be able to understand hopefully all of our love for it, but at least mine. And play along with our special guest. Mm, yes, indeed. David Bot Month producer. We've mentioned before. Yeah. Uh our producer yes. uh right. level. Uh David paid us money. And one thing I'd recommend is paying us money mm. because then we'll go on the internet and pretend to be your friend. <laughs> Uh, no, we're oh actually very God. excited about this. It's really fun. We've been interacting with David yeah. uh, for a bit. Yeah. And uh, it's, I'm super psyched about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Real quick, Mumph in the news. Jade, do you want to take those two things you posted? Oh, I got it. Mumph in the news. Paradise Killer free update. Remember how psyched we were about the Spirit Fair update? This is probably not as much stuff as that. It's a smaller team. Uh, <laughs> but it's still got some stuff. And at least one new song, I think two. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet. It just came out last week, the week before. Uh, I'm psyched. I still love Paradise Killer and would love for both of you to play it someday. Should we mention Ren, by the way, who just like appeared on our podcast and hosted it and then like became a yeah. celebrity two months later? <laughs> I think you. Well, I, I, I think, I you think she was, you know, a celebrity in her heart already. She was there. Yeah. Fair. Uh, sure. <laughs> Have we mentioned in her that? heart she was. I think you mentioned that. All right. Yeah, anyway, she's on, Ren's uh, doing great. On Waypoint now. She's doing yeah. She's amazing. Um, Mulf adjacent news? I'm not sure what to do with this. Uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, which is like the original adventure game from the 70s. That doesn't feel right, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's a text adventure game. And that's quasi-related to LucasArts and to, to what we do. It's a game I teach in my class all the time, so I brought this up in class today. Um, but Roberta and Ken Williams 
the founders of Sierra, uh, the, the gaming company that was the rival of LucasArts. Still is. Decided to remake this text adventure game as a fully VR-enabled 3D adventure. I don't understand this piece of news. Let me be very clear. <laughs> but it's happening. Ken and R- Roberta, Roberta and Ken Williams have not been in video games. When I say they haven't been in video games for 25 years, I mean that they admitted during an interview that they haven't played a video game in 25 years. Wow. They've spent the intervening time sailing the world and writing books about it. And they're evidently quasi-celebrities in the sailing world now. But they've got too much money, and they decided to come back and do a 3D VR remake of a text adventure. A project I don't understand, and yet I'm kind of excited about <laughs> it. Very enthusiastic Maybe work. the best part about this is that the original creators of the game intentionally made it copyright-free. It is a share-and-share-alike copyright where you can do this. And in fact, when they were approached about it, uh, Will Cowther, and I can't remember the other uh, creator's name, uh, said, absolutely. In fact, you don't need to ask our permission because that's already in the copyright, is that you can use it. All right. However, the one thing that's also in there is you can't copyright anything you make from it. Nice. Okay. So you can't sell it. Yeah. So have fun. Yeah. And they're like, that sounds great. So it'll be free, I'm guessing. Wow. But I don't I don't understand. The whole thing is confusing to me. Mom from the news. I definitely played that game when I was yeah. a kid. So I'm interested. Yeah, I also do not understand it, but I'm for it. And as I said to you earlier, just this entire idea makes me really want a VR Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. game because oh, that was yeah. my favorite text game. I played that oh, religiously. That. And now with the PS5, PSVR 2 is slated to come out late 2022. PSVR 2. So okay. you have your opportunity to get in the VR game as will Jason and I later this year. We have a VR thingy. Okay, you know what? Fine. You both are in the VR game and I'm not. Thanks so much for mentioning it, Corey. <laughs> Uh, the only game i really enjoy on the vr is um the game where you diffuse the bomb stop roll all blow up is that what it is bomb diffuser vr yeah i think it's just called bomb diffuser oh what's the one that's like (laughs) don't stop or we'll all blow up keep talking or we'll explode keep talking and nobody explodes that's a bomb diffusing game that's what it is you're right okay okay but that's a different game i don't maybe that is what it is I didn't know that. I was hate what it so called. much. I hate this conversation. I don't think that it requires VR, and it's oh. more of a party game, the Keep Talking one, which is great. Keep yeah, Talking, the, Nobody the... Explodes was like a very big VR game two or three years ago because you can like, see the okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that it. must be that must be it. I just I hate you both. Cool. I just the only thing I've ever heard it called. That's wrong. The only thing I've heard it called was Bomb Diffuser. So that's a very easy to remember title. I don't know why they call it that, Corey. That's so weird that people don't call it by that regularly. Um, But that is a lot of fun. Everything else has had me almost fall over or get really dizzy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keep talking and nobody explodes, which is the only hit that comes up when I Google VR bomb diffusing. So yeah, so it must that be that. Game. It's just nobody calls it that because it's, it's a horrible title. Yeah, it's a really bad title. A, a game I played and really enjoyed, but I never played it in VR, and it did not occur to me that you could even play it in uh, VR. It's, yeah, it's very fun. You know, Apologies. someone puts on the VR things, and they have the bomb in front of them, and they yeah, yeah, yeah. you have the little decoder book, and they try to describe things to you, and it's super, it makes your anxiety go through the roof, but it's a lot of fun. It's great. I played it on my phone. So play Witchwood. We will be the next few weeks, along with David Botluck. Excited for him to be on the pod. Uh, you can find us at menoflowmoralfiber.com. On Twitter, we're at MOMFPOD, M-O-L-M-M-P-O-D. Our email is MOMFPOD at gmail.com. M-O-L-M-M-P-O-D. MOMFPOD at gmail.com, whatever it is. Check out our Patreon. If you want to support us, 
for as little as a dollar a month. We would love to see you there. Patreon.com slash the way you said that just made me feel like it was. If you would like to save a puppy, muffin. give us a dollar. You can, and then go save a puppy. Uh, that's always unrelated things. Totally, but first, give us <laughs> a every dollar. time somebody doesn't give us a dollar, we kill a puppy. Oh, oh my god! That's the month guarantee. Oh Got that truckload of puppies coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Ask yourself right now: Are you giving me a dollar? <laughs> this is not making the podcast. You're basically killing a puppy. Oh. No, come on. <laughs> uh, thank you, you so too much, much for power. listening. Uh, Only you can prevent us from killing more. <laughs> we've officially broken our own record. I think like every episode, the last twelve, it's so like, good. Just episodes get longer and longer. It's also tomorrow for Corey, and it almost is, tomorrow yeah. for Jason. So thank you. Do for you being realize here so late. I should have solved Wordle? Half an hour ago. Oh my God. I know. Jesus Jeez. Christ. Wow. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, as always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. Yeah. And I am a mighty pirate. And there's an air of strength about you. I suspect it would be quite intimidating, if not for your small stature. <laughs> <laughs>